Hi, this is Emeka and Elandris, and you're listening to the So Far Us podcast, the 30-minute podcast where we break down a trending topic, centering the discussion on the Black millennial woman's experience, and explore what it means for us by answering with, so for us, now let's break down this episode's trending topic. Joe Biden has named Kamala Harris as his running mate. And now there's this trending topic about whether or not this makes Kamala Harris the first Black woman to run on a major political party's presidential ticket. So here's the breakdown of this topic. Kamala Harris's father was born in Jamaica and he immigrated to the United States. He is a citizen of the United States, and he is Jamaican. And Kamala Harris was born in Oakland, California. If I need to break it down further, here's a quote from Kamala Harris on The Breakfast Club. I'm Black, and I'm proud of being Black. I was born Black. I will die Black. This is a Mecca. So for us, I get why conversations about how we identify um, and who we identify with and the terminology we use to identify ourselves is important. I understand that. I get why those conversations have to happen. And I understand why they will continue to happen. How we identify is fluid, it changes. And as we have more and more ownership about those terms and we have a greater voice in saying, this term is not okay with us and we prefer this term, you're also going to have some differing opinions within the same group. There will be different feelings about what is or is not representative of the group, what is or is not offensive. Um, So that's fine. But for us, it's also important to separate that conversation from the 2020 election. There are certainly things regarding Kamala Harris and Joe Biden that It makes sense for us to discuss, for us to ask about, and for us to hold them accountable for. That's fine, right? If they want our vote, there are certainly things of that nature. However, whether or not Kamala Harris is Black is just not one of those things. So for Landris, my question to those questioning Kamala Harris's Blackness is, why is this controversial? To me, it is asinine to have this argument. Here we have yet another black person getting into leadership roles that we have demanded to have representation in. This person has all the degrees and all the experience, and yet her blackness is coming into question. We literally have not seen tangerines, high school transcripts, college transcripts, and yet he's president. He's been impeached. He blatantly disrupts democracy and is suppressing the vote 
at this moment. But yes, by all means, Kamala's blackness is the problem. So if people are going to try to determine blackness by where your parents are born, even though you are black and you were born in the United States, right? Um, Because since we're looking at politics, I imagine this conversation is centered on both being black and being black American born in the United States. Um, If you're gonna question that for Kamala Harris, you're also, I guess, questioning Barack Obama, whose father is from Kenya, but was born here in the United States, or Shirley Chisholm, whose parents were born in um, Guyana and Barbados, but she too was born here in the United States. Um, But ultimately, like you and I mentioned um, in the previous segments, what is the point of that? Like, do we have time or room to allow something like what your definition is of Black, African-American, whatever term you want to use to divide us when it comes to the 2020 election? And furthermore, why should that play a role in how we vote? There are um, much more important things to... um, to look at and to discuss and ask questions about when it comes to how we're going to vote. Um, And I mean, I certainly wouldn't expect people to vote for someone just because they are or are not Black anyway, regardless of what their definition of Black is. Right. I think that it's interesting that we only have this conversation when there's an opportunity for the first two people of color to be in the positions that they are in. So for Kamala being the first VP with melanin, for President Barack Obama being the first president with melanin. Like we don't do this for any other president, I I guess, because they've all been white with the exception of Donald Trump, who is orange. I mean, there's, there's, why is it that whenever there is an other, there is a conversation about whether they belong in that role. Because clearly we don't, we don't have any information that says 45 is qualified to be in his position. We're not keeping that same energy for him when it comes to the fact that he doesn't know anything about doing his job. He doesn't have the right people around him to help him to do his job. And so he's being, he's basically mediocre. And he didn't even have to work, basically cheated. And so when we look at a situation towards uh, like uh, around Kamala, when we look at her situation, here is an educated black woman who can show you proof of her education, her experience, whether you agree with it or not. We're not saying that you shouldn't agree, that you should just automatically agree with her policies, her outlook or anything like that. Anybody who is in a position of leadership should be held accountable for their actions that they have put forth against, uh, for people that they, they had leadership over. Everybody has that right to hold her accountable, whether you agree or, or disagree with it. However, that's not what's being challenged here. It's in addition to her blackness, and it's not fair. 
Like, I wish we would have had the conversation about, okay, well, if we're going to talk about Kamala being VP, what makes her qualified to be a VP? What, what are her policies that impact the Black community? Well, she's already been working towards that even after she dropped out of the uh, presidential campaign. She's been working in office, in her position as senator. And people are completely ignoring that. And we're having a conversation about, is she Black enough? And that's disgusting. And then, so there's also this question of, so for those people who feel the need to publicly express at this point in time, their their question about her Blackness, are these people voters that only vote on people or give their vote to people who are of the same race or ethnicity as them? Or are these people who are upset to see other Black people celebrating um, this moment? I'm just, I'm trying to grasp like, what is the point? Like what is their end goal in posting um, questions about Kamala Harris's Blackness on Twitter or whatever social media like okay what what are what are what are we supposed to get from your question or your opinion as far as this um so I think it's about rightness I think people just want to be right they want to feel like they're right about something and eventually they're wrong they're just causing division so you're saying like for people who are out there saying these things okay so you're saying that she's not black enough what does that have to do with the policies that are in place for the change that you want to see? Exactly. Do you even want to see any, any policy changes? Are you okay with, are you saying that she's not black enough so you're going to vote for 45 who you don't know if he even graduated high school? And you don't even that know is that. the case, right? If you're using the basis of whether Kamala Harris is black to determine how you're going to vote and you are a black person, does that mean you have never voted? Because otherwise, you freely giving your vote to someone who's definitely not black. So in this case, <laughs> you're going to choose to withhold right. your vote from a black woman, from someone who most of us definitely consider to be black, merely because of where what her father was born or was not born. But you giving your vote to people who absolutely aren't black. So why is her level of blackness a qualification? And that's not a qualification for any other vote you place right and a lot of it is rooted in anti-blackness and white supremacy which i know is tossed around a lot but if you think about it throughout history the idea of someone being black in leadership has been very rare and whenever they are put in leadership they've been known to be uh they've been said to have been uh, a person or an institution that shouldn't be trusted so if we think about the freedmen's uh bureau the bank that was supposed to be founded for uh Black people to be able to put their money and they had some issues where well, we lost our money. So now we don't invest in black banks anymore. So now we don't put our money behind black banks where we need to. But the banks that we're putting our money into, they don't give us the loans that we need to buy our homes or to open our businesses fairly. You just had a situation where you had an interracial couple that was appraised differently uh, after the white male took all evidence that he has a black wife out to get a higher appraisal. You're getting all of these options that says that black is not good enough 
And instead of you giving the opportunity for someone to get into a position where they have never had anyone else in this position to even try to get our concerns heard in the door, because it's not like she's not trying to hear our concerns. There's a difference. It would be different if you're like, I'm not trying to get in there with Kamala because Kamala don't care about black issues whatsoever. She doesn't care about what's happening to black women when it comes to mat uh, maternal health rates. She's not caring about um, the, the issues of education. She's not caring about equal pay. She's not doing any of this. If that is the case, then I can understand. You can say, oh, okay, well, I don't want to get behind her. But no, you're basically saying you're willing to vote or not vote, which is actually a vote for a person who says it's okay for the police to attack you. It's okay for housing discrimination to occur because they've done it. It's okay for pay discrimination to occur because they've done it. They have shown you who they are and you're willing to say, I'm going to bring this black woman down who has an inkling of hope for our community because she's not black enough. And I think we do ourselves a disservice for that. And by doing that every single time, nobody's saying that we're voting for Kamala because she's just this picture that we're putting up. We're not looking for just a representation. Yes, we are looking for representation because we sit up there and we whine and we cry about how systemic racism keeps us out of doors that should be open for us while we're doing the work while we're training people to be our bosses because they don't believe that we belong in those positions. We are actually shutting ourselves down. And I think as a community, what we could do and turn this into a positive is say, I want Kamala and Biden, which is a whole other issue because Kamala is the VP and Biden is the president and he's not even getting anywhere near the flag that she's getting again. But I think this is an opportunity to say, I'm going to get something different in there where at least I can hold them accountable. You can't hold whoever's in there now accountable to nothing. He's been impeached and you can't even get them to remove him. So you can't get any form of accountability for someone who doesn't even care about taking accountability for his actions. People, we're close to 200,000 people dead from a pandemic and he doesn't take accountability for any of it. So how is it that your blackness equates to qualifications? When we all know that at every level, that's not true. So to spin it and put it on a put on a positive note, I think it should be more about removing that and seeing better for ourselves. We have to see better for ourselves because if not, we, we're going to always be our worst enemy. That's why I think this whole conversation surrounding her blackness is so asinine. And it's like you said, it's usually the people who probably are not voting, who are who have no idea about what's happening in their community, who are not actively involved in their community. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I didn't say exactly that. That's not I, I mean, I no, no, not the most part. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't say that they don't vote or don't know what's in their community. Uh, but I am trying to, or I guess I, I'd be curious to know just what is the point, what do they think is the value of putting out such a divisive question or opinion about her Blackness? Because if they are, in fact, voters, um, and they have voted before, that would mean, especially if they voted in presidential elections, they've in 
either they didn't vote for Barack Obama and they gave their vote to someone who wasn't black at all, for sure was not black, or they gave their vote to Barack Obama because they felt more aligned with his values or because they considered him to be black. And so it's like, why does that need to be, like you said, a qualification or a discussion for Kamala Harris? There are other um, valuable discussions to be had about policies, positions, values of all of the candidates. And Kamala Harris's Blackness, it just does not belong as a part of that conversation when it comes to decision-making about your vote. And so I question, what are they trying to do by making that a part of this conversation? Um, what is their end goal? Going back to some of the things you said, it would be one thing um, to, it's fine to focus on what does a candidate say, plan, or even or even has um, done in the past regarding, um, regarding Black people and how it impacts us. You can talk about that. You can talk about um, whether Kamala Harris has shown that her policies and choices will positively impact the Black community, whether what she's saying she's gonna do will positively impact the Black community. But I will say, in my opinion, if you're going to ask that question, those questions of her, you should ask it of all the candidates, not just her because she's a black candidate. Um, Amen. But you can't just talk about her blackness because that's just not a reason to vote for someone. It is something to be celebrated. There is nothing wrong with us being excited that, wow, we have a black woman candidate for the vice president of the United States and one of the major parties in our country. That is to be celebrated. That is a historical moment. But that doesn't necessarily mean just because I'm celebrating it, she automatically gets my vote. She will get my vote. She and Biden are going to get my vote. But it's not right. because she is Black. In my opinion, she is Black. And not just my opinion, but what I know I'm going to do, she is going to get my vote. <laughs> but it is not because Kamala Harris is black. I celebrate because she is black, but I vote because of my own values and political uh, choices and positions. She and Biden closer align with things that I would want to see happen in this country and the candidates mm -hmm. that they're going against do not. And that is why they're getting my vote. I, if there Absolutely. was a Republican candidate who was a black woman, and her values and positions did not align with my values and positions, she would not get my vote just because she's a Black woman going up for Vice President of the United States. So it, it doesn't Absolutely. matter whether she's Black or not. And there's no value in questioning that in what's supposed to be a political discussion. Absolutely. I think people are missing out on that part like there's more to this woman than that there's more to this conversation than that but something else that always comes up and, and I say always although it's only been twice 
um, like the conversation came up with Barack Obama when he ran and they was like, well, you're only voting for him because he's black. And I'm like, you're only not voting for him because he's black. Mm. So, I mean, the same could be said about Kamala. Like the only reason why you're giving so much angst is because you don't want to vote for a black candidate. Be real. People like to say identity politics is not a thing. People like to vote for identity politics. Whose identity outside of a straight white male has been in office besides Barack Obama? There has been none for vice president or president. It has been nonstop white males. So you can't say that it was because candidates of color, black, Asian, Hispanic, indigenous, you can't say it's because they didn't ran, run because they did. And most people talked about why they should not be there. They gave Hillary hell saying that it would be the lesser of two evils. Are you kidding me? And they're starting the same conversation with 45 and Kamala, although Kamala is not his opponent. Mm-hmm. Saying that she is the lesser of two, well, that she's supposedly the lesser of two evils. No, it is not the same situation. I am not voting for Biden because I agree with his values. I am voting for Biden because he is the opposite of what 45 is. I am also voting for Biden because Kamala's values have influence in what I value as well. When it, about, it spreads across communities that Biden is not able to reach. It's already been there. Like since the beginning, Biden was not my choice. He was right. nowhere near being my choice. My choice was Kamala, Julian, Elizabeth. That was it. That's who I was riding with. That's who I had been mm-hmm. researching well before all of this happened. When it came down to Elizabeth and Julian Castro, those were my two left. When it came down to Liz, that's who it was. When it came time to Julian, that's who it was. Those were always my three. At no point was a straight white my selection. Because I had seen already. I had already seen that their values are not in line with what my community needed. It is not in line with my uterus. It is not in line with my children's education, my pay. It is not in line with anything. And he was very moderate. And I don't have time for being extremely moderate. Kamala, she's progressive and she toes the line of being a moderate on some issues. Progressive values sprinkle out throughout the policy she stands behind. But she also has some I have to ask because Biden was also not, (laughs) he was not my top choice. Uh, He did not get my vote in the primary. Uh, But honestly, neither did Kamala. She was not mm-hmm. my top choice either. Like she was not your wait. She was your top choice. Yeah, she was my number one. She was one. your top choice. Um, but let's say he went with someone other than Kamala. Would you still? Well, I mean, I don't know. You haven't said how you're voting. Is it yeah, I'm voting Biden and. If are you voting Biden and Harris solely on the fact that Harris is the VP? Like, if he had chosen someone else as his VP. No, I'm not. I would still vote for him because 45 is not an option for me. He is not an option for me. I mean, I some would seen, argue that the, the third choice is there are some people who are just not going to vote. Which to me feels yeah, like, and, so basically you're going to help. 
you're going to help him win again. <laughs> so for me, yeah. so for me, it's not for me. Voting is not an not voting is not an option for me. It's never been not an option. When I was in high school and I was taking history classes and I talked to my uncles, I talked to my grandfathers and I talked about they talked about the ways that they had to struggle to fight to vote. Like I know a lot of people like to say, well, you can't shame people into voting because of their ancestors and what they fought. I believe strongly in what my ancestors fought for so that I can have the freedoms that I have. For me personally, I feel like it's a slap in the face. I feel like it's a, a letdown for me to say, I'm not going to vote. Because when they did not have the option to vote, they suffered physically, mentally, emotionally, traumatically by this country just so they could vote. And this country is still pushing voter suppression. And so to say that I'm not going to vote is coming from a place of privilege that they did not have. No. My vote, whoever Biden would have picked, whether it was Kamala or not, would have started with, as long as it's not 45, I'm voting. But once you are in there, I am emailing you. I am writing you. I am calling everybody under you because you need to hear our issues. You need to hear our issues. I'm also active at the local level because I need to know who is out here running things. Where we live, the Republicans run the county. At the city level, it's turning blue. But the Republicans run the county, and I know it is hard as hell to try to get anything through. So so if I can get involved at another level on a, a smaller scale where it's my city council representatives and the rest of them and the mayor, and they're trying to push for our value system, then I'm going to be fighting with them. I'm going to be voting with them because I understand it is a system. It is not just up to Kamala. It is not just up to Biden. And I know we keep pushing Kamala because a lot of times we I will see which we have already seen happen in the past, they're going to try to push everything on Kamala because she's the VP and she's a black woman. We have had so many conversations. And when I say we, I'm talking about a society, about who Kamala is and her role. But what we're not talking about is Biden. He has taken a backseat on popularity and Kamala is at the forefront. So I'm pretty sure when something goes wrong, they're going to blame Kamala. Unfortunately, but I'm still here for I'm, I'm riding with this to the wheels fall off. And I hope she becomes president after this situation or by some miracle midway through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in kind of where you were kind of heading in the last thing you said, there's something to be said about us as a black woman being supportive of other black women because yeah yeah I do agree I think it's a um, disproportionate focus it seems on her compared to Biden and she's the VP candidate yeah not the presidential candidate and I do think part of that is related to her being a black woman um so there is something to say about us as Black women being supportive of our sisters, even if we don't 100% agree or share the exact same positions on different things. Um, and so maybe that's kind of how we look at, you know, maybe we as Black women do somehow step in when we see these other people trying to bring up the subject 
of her blackness when it it has no value in the political conversation and to say we're not going to allow you to try to um, cause a distraction or division based on her being a black woman she is a black woman it is what it is and you're not going to use you're not going to question it we're not going to allow it and we as black women are going to stand up and support her in that um right right so for us let's actually stay focused on what actually counts so when it comes to our community and we have someone to represent us and our values, let's get behind them. Let's stop trying to tear them down because the other side of the coin is going to do their best to do that. We don't need to help them do that. Give them the same opportunity to have, have the grace that you give to other parties and, and, and figures who don't have the qualifications, who are mediocre. And lastly, lastly, make sure you keep that same energy that holds them accountable to you as you would that black candidate, that black leader. Because believe it or not, we're not doing that as a society. Things would change if we would hold them a whole lot more accountable to us, our beliefs, our values. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the So For Us podcast. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social media sites using the at So For Us podcast handle. Like, comment, leave a review, send us a trending topic you'd like us to discuss, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll talk to you soon in the best place that is So For Us.